Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shape and Progress Show Progress Report. Switch the camera. Uh, this week, we'll be diving into the week's news. Um, if you're watching this clip on social media, please head on over to joinshapingprogress.org/youtube so you can watch the full episode and join our live chat. You can join our amazing audience in real time, respond to the show as it's broadcast, and we can see your responses as we broadcast it. We are live at 4 p.m. every Wednesday and Sunday here on YouTube. Today's episode was postponed from yesterday. I wasn't feeling as great yesterday. Um, but first, if you don't know much about the show or our organization, Shaping Progress, please head on over to joinshapingprogress.org. There you can find our regular weekly blog posts about various topics, more information about how we intend to organize and how you can get involved. Uh, and we ask that you contact us to share any thoughts you might have about this episode or anything else you feel we should hear. To do that, send an email to shapingprogressshow at gmail.com and we'll respond to you within a couple days. We also want to acknowledge that as we film this episode of the show, we are on land that was taken from the tribes that originally lived here. In light of that reality, we want you to know that an important part of the agenda we discuss regularly here on the show is returning that land to the people whose culture was destroyed when European people came here and settled on it. I want to say hello to anyone in the live chat. Oh, there's Bria. Um, so with all of that said, let's get right into the show. As mentioned, this episode is last week's news. Uh, as I said, we'd usually have this episode yesterday, but that is okay. Uh, so in national news uh, this last week, um, today actually, uh, it was reported that for the second time in the past month, um, six historically black colleges and universities uh, were received targeted bomb threats again today. Um, in other news, uh, Black History Month begins tomorrow, um, so there could be some relation there. Uh, Biden has announced that uh, he will appoint a, a black woman uh, to the Supreme Court as Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer is stepping down. Um, Susan Collins uh, went on a number of networks to discuss this, uh, and she said that uh, there's a difference between Joe Biden saying he will put a black woman on the Supreme Court and Reagan saying that he'll put a woman on the Supreme Court. I wonder what that difference could be. Um, Susan Collins also said that the difference was that uh, Reagan didn't make that promise while on the campaign trail. And uh, shocker, he actually did make that promise while on the campaign trail, much like Joe Biden did um, with this promise. In more news, 77-year-old native activist and elder Leonard Peltier tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, Peltier has diabetes and an aortic aneurysm, um, and he has been asking um, the guards at the and staff at the uh, jail where he's been held for almost the past 40 years um, for his booster shot, which they have um, been denying him. Um, in more COVID-19 news, Justin Trudeau has tested positive for COVID-19, uh, and so has Sarah Palin tested positive for COVID-19 before she went to three restaurants in New York City um, and then went on Fox News. Uh, and for that reason, she missed her lawsuit court date uh, in her defamation case against the New York Times. Um, 
In more related news, uh, Jordan Peterson went on the Joe Rogan show just recently to spread uh, vaccine and climate change denialism uh, and transphobic and capitalist nonsense. Um, and uh, in along that line, uh, Neil Young and many other artists have removed their music from Spotify over Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. Um, and we've seen a four billion dollar uh, tumble in their uh, in their stock this week. So, in this week alone, Spotify has lost four billion dollars. It might be worth noting that Joe Rogan's uh, contract is only slated for a hundred million dollars with Spotify. Um, so, along more of those lines, uh, Trump just made a statement. Uh, in the last couple days about Mike Pence overturning the election, which was interesting to see. His statement was, if the vice president, Mike Pence in parentheses, had absolutely no right to change the presidential election results in the Senate, despite fraud and many other irregularities, how come the Democrats and rhino Republicans like wacky Susan Collins are desperately trying to pass legislation that will not allow the vice president to change the results of the election? Actually, what they are saying is that Mike Pence did have the right to change the outcome, and they now want to take that away. Unfortunately, he didn't exercise that power. He could have overturned the election! Exclamation mark. So, uh... There's uh, the long-awaited statement from Donald Trump confirming that what he wants to do is indeed overturn the election. Uh, Donald Trump also announced at a uh, rally in Texas, uh, yes, Donald Trump is still holding rallies and not in prison right now, um, he announced that if he were ever charged with a crime, there would be mayhem, quote. So, uh, Apparently, no one should charge him with a crime. Um, we have uh, jury selection beginning in the trial against Brett Hankison, who killed Breonna Taylor uh, as she was sleeping. Uh, and uh, his trial is set to um, begin in the coming few months. Um, and in the end of uh, this week's news, uh, Pelosi says she will run for re-election in 2022 in a reversal of her previous position. She's also re uh, reversed a number of other positions recently. Um, she said she would actually indeed be in favor of uh, bans on stock trading from uh, representatives in Congress, which is interesting because her uh, husband constantly trades stock, and a number of times over the past couple years, he's made some very interesting trades at some very interesting times, and it certainly looks like insider trading to me. So that concludes uh, this week's national news. In international news uh, this last week, um, the Yemeni crisis is continuing. Um, it's been driven by war at the hands of their Saudi-backed government in Yemen, uh, economic decline, and COVID-19 now. Uh, and according to UNICEF, uh, quote, Yemen remains one of the largest humanitarian crises in the world, uh, with around 21 million people in need of humanitarian assistance, including more than 11 million children. Um, since the conflict escalated in March 2015, the country has become a living hell for the country's children. Uh, less than half of health facilities are functioning, and many that remain operational lack basic equipment. 
Um, many health workers have not received a regular salary in several years. Um, more estimates are that at least 10,000 children have been killed or maimed since the beginning of this crisis, um, and nearly 2.3 million children under the age of five are suffering from acute malnutrition. Uh, so that's first up in international news. Um, the Tigrayan War uh, in Ethiopia, the, the kind of the second civil war of Ethiopia, is continuing. This is a war most people are um, much less aware of or are completely unaware of. Um, but it began in November 2020, and it's uh, still ongoing today. Uh, the Tigrayan Defense Forces are fighting the Ethiopian National Defense Force. And uh, this has really been upending the way the uh, culture in Tigray, which is a part of um, the geographical country Ethiopia, um, uh, in, in the way that their culture has been being upended. Um, and several other regional forces, which are backed by the Ethiopian National Defense Force and the Eritrean Defense Forces, which is also a um, area in that region, um, many of those uh, armies have been continuously fighting against the Tigrayan people. In that case, uh, four and a half million people are in need of aid as a conservative estimate, and again conservatively, um, 20,000 are reported missing and 5,600 Tigrayans have been killed, according to the Ethiopian government, that last statistic. Um, so uh, we're seeing tensions rise in both of those places. And in other international news, we're also seeing the United States exaggerate and exacerbate tensions between Ukraine and Russia um, in order to, I mean, we, we, we're we well aware, as we've discussed in previous episodes, um, the United States has an incentive with our military industrial complex um, to incite these kinds of, uh, these kind of altercations on national scales. Um, and uh, what we're seeing in this situation, again, is an eagerness for the ruling class of the United States to get involved um, in this type of conflict um, at the risk of all of these Ukrainians. So uh, that's kind of concluding our news. I uh, am curious, uh, Saul, uh, if there is possibly anything um, that you might want to discuss about this uh, this last week or this last couple months in politics. I've been thinking um, we do mostly just reading news on this uh, show every week on this part of the show. Um, so, yeah, if there's any kind of conversation or discussion you think we should open up, I'd love that. I've been thinking the uh, Ukraine crisis is really interesting because in the modern era, you know, large countries can't or they struggle to outright declare war on each other. Instead, they sort of pick random global conflicts and sort of sponsor one side or the other, almost like playing a, a demented game of international football or something. Yeah. Right? And um, the Ukraine is on a prime piece of land, the land that, you know, historically was for example you know one of like hitler's objectives for taking down the soviet union it's so, one of the cradles of russian civilization yeah, too i mean if we were to see some kind of, historical of us intervention there it wouldn't blow my mind yeah 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like many other countries around the world, we're seeing the United States and uh, actors like Russia and other larger countries like that, um, you know, picking off these battles and conflicts. And uh, obviously also it, it, it matters a lot for the uh, way that these countries' histories are shaped into the future and uh, the way that they're past histories are now discussed in the present. Um, so, yeah, that's absolutely a important topic, I think. I'm intrigued about, you know, much less importantly, but I'm intrigued about um, Joe Rogan, too. Oh, yeah. You think Spotify's what already caved job, on man. that, right? Not not so far. They're really sticking and running with really? Joe Rogan at the moment. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't we'll see know. see how that business decision plays out. Yeah. yeah, we certainly will. I would love to see a lot more artists and uh, podcasters have also been doing a good job, too, of uh, getting off of the Spotify platform and protest of that kind of thing. Um, Joe Rogan is one of those characters. It's like he really just can say whatever he wants. And I love – I keep seeing this comment being made now that – more people are talking about him recently in national news, but uh, I keep seeing the comment made that Joe Rogan's podcast is basically like two high school students sitting down and getting really high and talking about things they don't know anything about, um, which is just one of I the feel most like accurate. He's gotten more griftery oh, yeah. lately too. Oh like, yeah, I feel I don't remember him always being always feeling as like slimy as he does now but you know maybe yeah. that's just rose tinted glasses well i i also you can't i mean you can get into the anti-vax content that he puts out and firmly believe in it but i don't he's not one of those people that uh, i think really does that because he kind of he talks about vaccines in a little bit of a different way where it's very anti-mandate it's very it's almost like a weird pro-choice uh stance on all those issues and mass is very i've anti-mass. noticed that's where a lot of like conservatism like starts out yeah you know, it starts out with libertarian almost ideas and then it funnels slowly down into like you know and caps yeah and that kind of thing and yeah that so you know you don't just jump one day from being a normal guy to a nazi yeah you gotta you gotta get there progressively and that's one of the ways i've seen that they funnel you into it over time yeah and it's uh interesting to be as you can see over here i have uh, put up on the billboard this is my results for the political compass test i've been very close to the libertarian side of the political compass i mean way beyond three quarters yeah i closer. mean the funny thing um, is is they're not libertarian at all exactly it's well known yeah. now that um i mean you know even the nazis nationalist socialist the the right wing love stealing they love to co-opt those yeah ideology in order to sell themselves yeah and i mean it's interesting too because what we see as the proclaimed right libertarians that we have today you know they're they don't and the those Ayn Rand fans and all of those kind of wackos um those people haven't heard a 
a uh, or maybe they have and they've just ignored it. There's a common phrase um, that goes something like, uh, "Where my rights end is where your rights begin," and uh, yeah, I mean Joe Rogan just goes straight past that argument and thinks should basically. However he feels that week should be the way national policy no, yeah, should just, go. Uh, the issue is a lack of empathy. These individuals believe they're the only person on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as we're seeing, there's it's not just these crazy um, – Mark C. points out as a side note, Jimmy Dore only wishes he could grift as much as Joe Rogan. Very true. There are much worse Who's grifters. This? Uh, this is Mark C. in the chat. No, no, no. Uh, Jimmy Dore. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Dore is one of those right-wing grifter nutjobs. He has a— uh, I'm scared that I haven't he heard of him. has his own show. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, man. He's, he's one of the worst of them. Uh, and he's very he, he he's been going off. Shall on we try anti-vax, anti-mask? Picture thing. in picture. Yeah, do you have the Finder window down? We could absolutely try playing some. Jimmy Dore just recently had a. Um, uh, it was also a segment on the Majority Report. Um, Jimmy Dore just had something where he brought on like a faux doctor, um, and that guy doesn't doesn't even talk about anti-mask anti-vax things but he's he's jimmy Dore's taking this video and using these weird cherry-picked facts to try and make it seem like you can turn that by the way as well there we go oh yeah there you go can you see that yep there's jimmy Dore. yeah i mean he is a real he's a real <laughs> wacko all, all of those grifters have that same <laughs> expression same white guy careless smirk. smile look yeah it's that terrible smirk we were watching a jesse waters clip um before the episode began uh, the clip where he was having sarah palin on <laughs> i'm so intrigued. He, he's got that same smile as you know well. just when you think you know um every right-wing grip <laughs> there's always one more man. shows you a new one yeah there's always one more um and you know it's one thing to say we have to unite uh, against the in, the whole establishment in the general way that I talk about, but one great way of going after the, that ideology in an individual way is going to these shows and getting in those chats and emailing them and all of that kind of stuff uh, and just you know letting them have it because uh, – he start, Mark C. says he started off ostensibly as a progressive until he saw where the money was, and that is the case for all of those grifter types. I mean, that is the only thing that yeah, compels I, him. We see Jordan Peterson quitting his University of Toronto. I noticed on his Wikipedia page for Jimmy Dore, it said sketches that make fun of the Democratic Party, yeah. not liberals, which is unusual for the grifters. Yeah, they're, they're not usually that creative. It's more committed to just talking points uh, the way they do. Um, <laughs> IQ, F it. We're, we're doing it live. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, I mean, basically, when it comes to those grifter types, we've got – there's there's only like two or three main reasons anyone would ever take that kind of philosophy publicly, and it's either they can make a crap load of money off of it and become a real Alex Jones type, or uh, they thoroughly believe what they're saying, which at this point, stuff is getting so bad, 
you can't you you have to never be confronted with your position if you're really gonna continue believing the stuff that these grifters preach i mean they're they're getting really really off the deep end they're going real nuts at this point and uh it's crazy also one thing that i think is interesting to watch is anytime they go just too far right and they gotta kind of course correct they uh they're quick to say that the democrats have gone crazy that the progressives and the marxists and the liberals have gone crazy and they're just not rooted in reality and it's like yeah, wow they just kick you can up really a lot spin of that for yourself and, and and you know get away while everybody's blind yeah i think we should probably we've been going for about 23 minutes yeah now. sounds good this is a this was a good length so for this episode these, these are usually a shorter uh, agreed all right um thank you very much uh, for joining um as always, we love having you on. Let me get to the... Um, thank you for watching this episode. As you know, love and truth are the messages of our show, and we love you all for accompanying us on this journey. Um, and as always, if you have comments, concerns, or statements of outrage or support about any of the contents of this episode, please contact the show at shapingprogressshow at gmail.com or through the contact us section at the bottom of our website. Uh, you can always reach out to me on social media as well. We try and be good about getting back to those. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you who are here with us. And after all, we win when we work together and unite around our shared humanity. Uh, being a part of Shaping Progress is about wanting to make a difference in your community and around the world. And it starts with simple actions that all of us can take. If you'd like more information about us or if you want to join our organization or sign up for our weekly newsletter via email, check out joinshapingprogress.org uh, to find all that plus weekly blog posts, in-person and online events, and more. Uh, again, like I said uh, last time on Wednesday, in the next couple days, we should have about three uh, new blog posts coming out. So stay tuned for those. Again, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time on Wednesday at uh, 4 p.m. So thank you very much. Have a great day. Beautiful. We're muted. So.